Two and zero, Keegan. How you feeling? Man, I feel great. We beat Auburn. Anytime you beat Auburn, it feels good. The look on Gus Malzahn's yeah, <laughs> the the look on Gus Malzahn's face, from what I could see of his face, considering I could only really see the top portion, like eyes, the visor. That part, that part looked very unhappy. Like I was seeing a lot of brow furrowing. I was seeing a lot of uh, cringy eyes and big eyes. Like, ooh, ow, that's not what I wanted to see. Like. Yeah, so that was that was encouraging as a fan. <laughs> so if there was one weekend I wanted to see uh, Gus's face, uh, it would have been this weekend. Dogs <laughs> on top. Dogs absolutely dismantled the Auburn Tigers, 27-6 to six at home. Ooh. With me as always, Keegan Nall. This is mm-hmm. Shiro and this is Dogs Off the Leash. Uh, what 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 were your thoughts on the game, dude? I like I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I thought it was going to go a little something like that. But I didn't think the game was going to be essentially over by halftime. Right. I, I I was kind of surprised, but man, I have a lot of faith in this defense, and I've been telling people that like we have a championship level defense. Last year we had a statistically historical defense, and while you could argue. We LSU got the best of us. Pretty much everyone else, we dominated, and I think we held LSU to as few as points as anyone. And I think we've improved our, that defense. So, like in a way, I'm not surprised. The main surprise, I guess, was kind of how we did it, and the fact that Stetson Bennett is now he's the man. Like, I'm not saying he will always be the man, or JT, or Dwan, or Carson, or whoever will worship him and prove better in practice or, you know, whatever, you know, Stetson might come off the rocker or something. But, like, for now, he's showing consistency. He's showing, you know, he is a fourth-year player. He feels comfortable without really even near as many reps as any of the other guys. Uh, and he really is producing more like, uh, statistically, more like a Jake Fromm of, like, his sophomore year. You know, he's not going down the field as much, but you don't really need to when you're able to do what we're doing, like spreading the ball out so much. So I feel really good about the team. I'm getting kind of used to beating Auburn, which is frightening and amazing. <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, and I honestly think Gus Malzahn is the best thing to happen to Auburn for us in a while. <laughs> He's just good enough to keep around, but just bad enough to just, I don't know. I just I just don't think they're going to do anything until they get rid of him. So that's uh, that's my shout-out to the Auburn fans. Fire your coach. <laughs> well, that hot seat is definitely it's definitely warming up. Uh, I mean, yeah, the way yeah. the way the game went, uh, you know, I've been seeing all these jokes all over the internet, and I thought it was pretty funny myself. It, you know, it's like COVID was in the end zone because Auburn Auburn's offense wanted no part no part of any touchdowns on the day. And as far as Stetson Bennett goes, the kid just got so much swag. I mean, I don't think like we talked about earlier, any good quarterback in this system, I think, could be successful, but. This kid plays as if he was made to be a starter day one. And the post-game interviews are always dope. I mean, he's just like, well, listen, I came I came here to play. I didn't come here to be third string or whatever. And now he's finally getting his chance, and the kid's letting it rip. And he's he's shining back there. He, he's shining back there. He's exactly. never a liability for us. And I think he will grow whether he ends up being the guy for the rest of the year or not. Let this kid play, man. I mean, sure. uh, confidence and swag, it goes a long way. I mean, Joe Burrow did, did a lot of that last year, like, 
he's always had that confidence, but when the talent and the system all meet in line, you have you have outcomes like this. And to be honest, we probably should have scored about 40 points on Auburn. We missed an uh, open shot to the tight end. And then on one play was a beautiful pass from Stetson Bennett. Matt Landers, it really kind of pissed me off. I mean, it was a perfect throw. He beat he beat the defender. And this kid's, like, jogging as the ball, like, right. literally drops right in front of him. Like, I don't, you ain't got to lay out every play, dude. But, I mean, show some effort. Are you serious? So, I mean, we should have put at least 42 up on him. But, nonetheless, a win's a win. And I've really been happy with what I've seen so far out of this football team. Yeah, I, I remember that play. And I don't – I wasn't really cued into him, like, not going as fast. But I did kind of think it was like he was a little bit nonchalant. So, I, I could I could definitely see where you're coming from. But – I think, like, as far as Stetson Bennett goes, um, a thought I just had is, like, I would rather have an effective quarterback than a great quarterback any day, any day of the week. So as good as it and cool as it is, when you played Madden or back in the day NCAA, you got the quarterback that's great. Hey, you can be effective in the game. But when it comes to what I can't control, <laughs> and as a fan, I would much rather have someone who's effective than someone that looks clean out there. And honestly, Stephen Bennett's looking better and better because, like you said, he's got a swagger to him. He's got a confidence, and I think he's he's believed in himself this whole time. So it's just reassuring to kind of see that he's he's good. Like he got asked recently, you know, what what did you make of this like competition being in a top ten setup? Like you got a you're playing, you know, you're starting, like, they, they just basically kind of, like, set it up for him. But, you know, how does that make you feel, man? He's like, oh, uh, you know, just, it's just football, dude. Like, I didn't think about, I literally didn't think about any of the things you just mentioned. Yeah. I was worried about the plays and if I was going to do this or do that. Like, I was focused on the game. I wasn't worried about the moment and what it meant as a whole. I was worried about, like, get the ball to my receiver. Yeah, but right. he's not even worried about the, the media stuff. He's, like, not and, about that. At all. And, and, honest, and honestly, that's good because I think what has plagued Georgia is the fact that we have got some of these guys. Like, you think about the three guys that we've had, like, on paper. You got Jacob Eason, um, Jake Fromm, and Justin Fields. I feel like all those guys are good quarterbacks, and they might all be great quarterbacks one day at the next level. Um, but – I think they all have like head, you know, head issues slightly. I think when you're that kind of quarterback and you're coming in, you kind of have expectations, um, and not only that, people have expectations for you. And if you if you're hyper aware of that, and that's what you're focused on, like that does not help you play better. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that comes on. with having to fight and earn everything uh, that you have. I mean, coming in not expected to play, transferring to a small school, and then coming back not expected to play. And then you get a chance to show up on the field and make plays. I mean, all the rest of the noise is, is just that. It's noise, and, and you're not even worried about that. You're focused I like on the, the grit. I like the grit. I like the grit, dude. Like, it's that's that's what makes this team – that's why I like this team so much is we got grit. We got grit, and we definitely have playmakers. Our offensive line looked dirty, and I'll definitely get into that. But we just are uh, – we're clicking, man, and I don't I don't see it slowing down. we got Tennessee this weekend, so I guess we'll see. But – and we're Georgia fans are out here. We're out here talking about uh, give me, give me my respect, because when we beat Arkansas, the the word on the town was, oh, Arkansas is not a good team. And then they come out and hand and they hand uh, Mississippi State ranked at the time their first loss. And now the same thing will be said about Auburn as if Auburn's not a good team. It's not that they're not a good team. It's just 
we're better, and we're better in places that it mattered. Like I said, their offensive line wasn't going to be able to hang around. We ended up with three sacks on the day, and Bo Nix was flustered back there. He's a great player, but it's hard to do it all by yourself when you got four new offensive linemen. That's just football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard someone say, well, Bo Nix couldn't throw the ball because y'all kept blitzing him. I said, that's football, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> we have and, that, and that's what we talked about. And it actually came to fruition on Saturday, and that's what I love to see. There is no doubt this defense has taken a step forward. I mean, again, they're faster, they're deeper, and they've, and they've really been in this system now for a few years to where they understand their jobs, the job of the guy beside them and behind them. And that's when defenses get dangerous. I could not agree more, and I think we have the most dangerous defense college football, so I feel good about that. I got a question, dude. Go ahead. Um, as far as Auburn goes, and, you know, you kind of talk about perception. You know, it's like when before we're going to play them, oh, they're going to beat us, this is a game, we're out of our league, we beat them, and now it's like, oh, they weren't that good, Bo Nix is overrated. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so my thing is, is like, how good is Auburn? Would you how, where would you rank them in the West? Is my first question, and then my second question is: If they were in the East, as of what you've seen, I test, where would you rank them in the East? Go. In the West, I think right now it, it's still pretty clear that Alabama is in the top or is in that top spot. But even Nick Saban himself said this year is going to be really different, and that there's a bunch of teams that could end up winning the SEC overall. Now Florida's doing their thing right now. And we'll deal with them when we get there. Uh, Georgia, you know, our question has been at the quarterback. It hasn't hurt us yet, but it will It will end up being a challenge. I would just put Auburn, at this point, I'd put them probably just second, right behind or right in front of LSU at this at this particular okay. moment. But, I mean, that's going to change a lot. That's going to change a whole lot. So we'll see. But I'd go Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and then I'd have to put them behind us and Florida if they were in the East as of right now. Tennessee has a case to make this weekend, whether they deserve to be in in front of Auburn, hypothetically, if they were in the in the East. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But right now, that's a good team. They just, they yeah. just weren't ready for this. They just weren't ready for this. That's how I felt, too, man. I think uh, – and you you might be right. They might be fourth in the East. I've, I got them at second in the West and because LSU – it seems like the teams that we thought could make a push, they, we, they definitely showed their vulnerabilities. I guess uh, Mississippi State lost, and then I guess you know, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, pretty much they're all like one and one, or one right. and two. Or right. They it's all have lost. So yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I think that they're – I think – and this is the other thing I really wanted to talk – to say and talk about in general is I think the East is stronger than the West this year. I think it's – you could argue it, and you – I think the argument's a good argument to make. Um, you know, Tennessee looks pretty good. We'll see how they show up against us. And then, obviously, Florida, I think they are the real deal. Um, and I think, you know, we're the real deal, too. So. Yeah, Tennessee and Kentucky are going to be the deciding factor on who's better. Now, we and it'll be good this year, too, because we won't have to worry about the cupcake games either. It'll be all SEC who's the best, and we'll know for sure this year. But right now it's looking like the East is shaping up to take that hypothetical crumb. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. So offensively, uh, I'm interested in what you thought uh, the day looked like from a passing, running standpoint. And like I said, I felt like we left a few points uh, on the field versus on the board, 
And, you know, that's good and bad. Like, we're going to need those points in the coming up weeks, especially uh, going to Alabama and going to Jacksonville. But obviously there's room to grow, and that can be a good thing. But what did you see uh, as far as the offensive side of the ball? Well, I think we looked good. I think that we were a lot more effective, and this whole game looked a lot more of like the second half of last week, which was nice since I think also, you know, Arkansas is a little bit better team than we gave them credit for. And Auburn being Auburn, I think that we just really showed out and played a pretty good game against them. So, like I mentioned, Stetson Bennett, he looked really good. Um, I think he's our guy for now. I think period of blank, we have too much talent, and he's at this point in his career too experienced to not have a lot more confidence in this team than I did going into this Auburn week. Um, I think the O-line dominated Auburn's D-line. We were able to run the ball successfully. I, I was saying in the podcast last week, I think we need like 160. That was kind of like my magic number I made up. Right. And we ended up with 207. So we, we outdid it. Uh, we had like six backs have five-plus carries, so that was reassuring. Uh, Zamir White kind of led the charge. He looked dirty. He was able to get that first step explosiveness. He does look healthy, bro, and confident at the yes. same time. He looks good. No, 19 carries. So he's he's able to carry the load, and that, to me, kind of shows where he's at in his process and his recovery. And I think, you know, he's turned out to be who he thought he could be and then some. So that's nice. And uh, I think uh, a couple of the young guys got in there. James Cook had the second amount of rushing yards with 41. Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh had six carries apiece and also a cherry on top. Uh, I think it's Dijon? 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 I think it's Dijon. Okay. So Dijon Edwards also was able to get in there, and he had seven carries. And that guy was in the most predictable running situations, and he still managed four to carry. So that was just kind of at that point when in the game, I was like, man, this is just I started feeling bad for Auburn, and that's how you, that's when you know it's going bad. And I was like, that's the thing. They just close. can't stop us. there at the back end, dude. It was just rotating. Yeah. It was – they just couldn't handle us, and they, they just ended up getting kind of desperate. Uh, I would say, though, just side note, unrelated, that uh, they're – is it Tank Bigsby? Yeah, Tank. Yeah, he had a really good game. So, that's just uh, – if I was to give anyone the game ball on Auburn's side, it would definitely be in. But, yeah, going back to the offense, uh, I think we were just able to spread the ball around. Again, we had Kyrus Jackson kind of turn up for us. Rosemia and Jermaine Burton had some uh, – a, a lot of playing time. I didn't really check out their catches, what they actually ended up with. But Samir White had those two touchdowns. And, you know, Stetson had a few bad passes. He's definitely going to need to get cleaner if he's going to take us to a championship. Uh, but overall, he had a good game. And we had a good game. And I like this offense a lot, considering we're in a COVID situation and we're playing with a walk-on QB who's now got a scholarship. And I'm I'm digging it, man. I'm digging our chances. With what we got and what you're about to talk about on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I'm feeling good. How did you feel about the offense? What would you add to it? Quick shout-out to Ben Cleveland. Uh, I don't know what it is when he was against Auburn, but he was he was playing like a man possessed, and he was just dominating out there. Um, offense looked really good. There were a few mistakes which we'll have to clean up, but for the most part, they put the game away. I mean, it was 24. Uh, I'm not sure if Auburn had their field goal yet, but it was 24-0 or three at halftime, and essentially their wheel was broken at that point. We we got everything we wanted, 
and it, it looked great. I remember also there was one particular play that Pickens scored on, and it was it was more about it was more about the play that uh, Munkin called. I think he had, they had the running back on the left side, motioned him out to the right, moved one linebacker and the safety. Seth Bennett just catches it out of the shotgun and just just throws a beautiful ball to the pylon. And that's the type of things that Munkin is going to has brought to this offense. It's not just about we have great players. It's now putting these great players in beautiful positions to succeed. And honestly, Auburn's lucky we only got 27 on them on the day, in, in, in all honesty, because we, we yeah. played a really good game, and we had the whole second half really to just hang out. And normally, you know, we get conservative and we run the ball, but they couldn't stop the run. So, you know, why embarrass them much more than we got to? Let's just keep running it, pick up the first. Second five, pick up the first. Second three, pick up the first. I mean, I'll take that all day if it results in a win. <laughs> yeah. I, I was definitely proud of the offense. Absolutely. Now, Same. Defensively, <laughs> yeah, defensively, yeah. dude, whew, I, I'm running out of things to say about the defense. <laughs> like I, I said, I said, Auburn struggled to run the ball against Kentucky. They're not going to come to Adams and do it. And they they took my word, and they they just doubled down on that. They said, "Oh, you think? Uh, okay, Cheeto, let me show you how we how we gonna go." So Auburn on the day, they totaled 216 yards. 177 of those yards were through the air, and they rushed for 39 yards. That's an that's an entire football game, not a quarter, not a half. That's a whole football. Game. And, and like I said, Tank Bigsby, he did do well, relatively, but they really didn't have the players at running back that they're used to having. And for whatever reason, Gus Malzone has let them kind of come away from the run game. Um, but it really didn't help them in this situation because we made them one-dimensional. And I don't know if you remember, but uh, they also really tried to get gadgety with this 300-pound tight end, defensive end-looking guy, uh, Use. I can't remember his name, but they were like lining him up in the wildcat, short short yarded situations, and that's how you know they're getting desperate. They didn't threw the ball to him on a on a wheel route one time. So I mean, they were just searching for answers, and they found none. They they found absolutely none. Monty Rice, Nicobe Dean led the day with uh, five and seven and five tackles respectively, and then Mark Webb had the interception near the end of the game that really they really put it away if you had any doubt, and it was just an all around. Great showing from the Georgia defense, and we're going to need that going forward to Tennessee, definitely Alabama, but I, I really am running out of things, uh, ways to describe this defense and nicknames and everything to call them. It's it's getting out of hand. It's just getting out of hand. And Junkyard Dogs are back, baby. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a thing where someone was like, ah, this might be the best uh, defense Kirby's ever coached and that. That's a statement. Because <laughs> those yeah, Alabama defenses, so, he was winning championship. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. But I I think we have a lot of reason to be happy, excited, and celebrate this Auburn win. Go dogs, obviously. <laughs> you have right, we, we left no doubt. We left no doubt. And now we got a transition. It doesn't get any easier. It's the SEC and the SEC only this year. So moving on to Tennessee. I can't wait to bring you guys, uh, Dog Nation, this preview coming up. Um, for me, this one's personal for me. Again, I'm a North Georgia boy, and that that orange, uh, I'm like a bull seeing red when I see that orange, and 
they're they're happy right now over in out in Knoxville. They're two and zero, not the most impressive wins, but they've gotten them, and they're thinking they can come down to Athens and really uh, really make some noise. So I look forward to personally shutting that down. I really really do. Yeah, man, and we're and think we might have a friend on as well, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some guest callers in this season. Uh, probably starting with next week. So, uh, Dog Nation, hope you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to thrashing Tennessee uh, with this savage, savage defense. Couldn't be more excited to the start of this season and looking for more Ws, no doubt. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs. You know what it is. Off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs>